Welcome to the 413 Podcast. We are the PCB Boys, Andy, yeah. Eric, Bill, Jared. Today, Hello. we're going to go with our top five album intros of all time. I'm just kidding. Just top five that we think it is. All right, let's kick it off with all saying hi right now. Yo. Hi. Hello. Hi. We're going to start off with Bill. Bill, it's your turn. Right on. Back to back. Uh, with my number uh, five pick, let's start this baby off. Um, there's some albums that just make a noise. Like a kerplunk. <laughs> this is from Green Day. It's 2,000 light years away. And it's a banger. Uh, this song is just awesome, man. Like, I'm pretty sure all of us got an introduction to Green Day through Dookie. But going through 1,039 Smooth Out Slappy Hours and then Kerplunk, there's a, so many dope songs on those two albums. But 2,000 Light Years Away, um, that's a pop punk anthem. Like, totally. Yeah, like lyrically and, and, and musically, it's it's phenomenal and uh i think it might be my favorite start of any green day album and there's a lot of good ones but this song's just so good that's actually my favorite green day song of all time wow i love yeah that song. yeah i i can see that that's pretty close to uh, I'm, I'm not sure what i would have as my top but that's definitely up there for yeah. me yeah, it's like I it's, mean, Green Day's got a lot to choose from, which is they nice. definitely do. I have to go back through some. Of those I mean, it's like sure. a, it's a, it's a, it's Green Day at their sort of like most raw, unpolished, but it's also a great sort of love song, and yeah. it's catchy. It's like a good tempo, and it definitely sets the tone for that entire album. Totally agree. Absolutely, and in. I mentioned 1039 smooth out slappy hours. Like that was a collection of seven inches and like you could see where they were going with it, but like with 2000 light years and Kurt Plank in general, like it was more of a polished sound and you really saw like kind of the trajectory of where they were going. And, um, and that song just start starting off the album is uh, really just leaps right into the album and, and just a killer track. Great choice. It is. No argument. We're going to Eric next. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think, I think we initially had agreed on doing sort of all pop punk albums and maybe we strayed a little bit from that, but I feel like we all pretty much picked in roughly a pop punk or maybe in the punk ska range. I said ska because I'm in the realm on the, <laughs> the Zoom. <laughs> um, so this album did not get enough um, attention because their follow up album to this um, was where they really kind of blew up. And I don't know how many people went back and listened to this first record. Um, but 
brilliant record. It's front to back, just tremendous. And to me, it's one of the best opening tracks to be on an album. Um, it sets the tone in a really great way. It's got a great pop punk sentiment to it with sort of that saves the day esque vocal style of um, sort of more uh, brutal lyrics in a way. And it comes from 2003 off uh, Take This to Your Grave. And the song is Tell That Mick He Just Made My List of Things to Do Today by Fall Out Boy. Nice. That was the first track. Yeah. Starts out with the phone. Dun, 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 dun. And it just. I was so bad with those. I just knew either like the random numbers on all the mixed CDs that I had of the stuff. I didn't know what any of, any of it was called for years and years until <clears throat> iPods. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, definitely, definitely one of my favorite Fall Out Boy songs in general, but great way to open that album. All right, Jer Bear, kick it off. Kind of around the same time, I'm going to go with uh, Take Cover from Acceptance nice. off the album Phantoms. Okay. <laughs> well, we know that was on Andy's list by that sour face. Oh. <laughs> that scooped. Sorry, bud. Well, I think it's like, damn, damn. you know how good of a pick it is when everybody's like, damn it. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, Andy, Andy that whole album, too, list. is pretty Sorry. solid straight no, through. That That's whole album that, is freaking yeah. amazing, yeah. But that sets the tone. Yeah, it does set the tone for it. That is just such a, it's just a, such a solid album. And they're yeah. a great band, too. They were a great freaking band. It was, they... They're back. I know they're bad. Again, they started putting such like weird '80s Bowie-ish now, which not necessarily bad, just a little different. But they were um, one of the first bands that I saw live that I felt like sounded exactly like their record that did not lip sync. They no, they live were for that later absolutely on amazing. Yeah, I've seen them live. Great couple, live couple, band. They were great. A, um, or was that bamboozle? Yeah, so I'm a bamboozle in like oh six or oh seven, and um, I think they like were a, like a last minute addition, and I think they like had just they like literally just landed a plane and like got on stage and they borrowed a bunch of um, people's equipment. I think they played like after Motion City soundtrack or something, and they just came out and just played a great set and just killed it. Like MXPX did when they flew into New York. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. Buy a flight to get down here. We rented a private jet to come play for 40 people in New York. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do it. But you he got. did. Yeah. Great choice. Unfortunately, it looks like Andy might be a short one now, but I'll make Andy. He'll make up for it. So, my first one is going to be Alkaline Trios. Is this thing cursed? Nice. It's just a, it's just a solid song through, and I mean, oh, and the album is so good. Which one was that one on? Is that like Damnesia? Is that one of the newer ones, or is that one of the old ones? I didn't really do a ton of research on it. Uh, I want to say it's middle. I want to say it's middle. 
on the ground. I want to say not newish right now. Yeah, like not super super new, but not definitely not old. They have so much stuff. That's, I'm just trying too to... much stuff. Sometimes when you're like looking at their albums, be like, hmm, because I just started re-getting some of their older ones on my iPod, and I'm like, wait a minute, do I have this in, in the attic in my box? Yeah. <laughs> so that's Cold that's strong. the album itself. Yeah, is this thing curses the album? It's also it's also I feel like it's one of my favorite songs on oh. that album. I wonder if it is one of the new ones then, because that wasn't like one of the early EPs. No, it's not an early EP, definitely not. Cool. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to research late in the game here. Well, I was wondering that too. If if you may have wanted our list ahead of time, so you could have queued up like the songs and played the the first song. I don't think you'd want to play the song. No, we decided. Copyright strike or something. Yeah, anyway. yeah, I talked about that. Do you play it? I mean, there. Yeah, no. Um, this was released in August 2018. Oh, so not for new, new. Gap from 2013 to 2018. I mean, that's pretty damn new. new. <laughs> for the stuff we're talking about right now, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes me like at least 14 well, or 15 like years to listen to an album. So I'm, I'll get there soon. For sure. For sure. I'm still on Moondance, so <laughs> a little behind the time. <laughs> 40 years. Got there. Excellent choice, though. I haven't heard it, but I know that Alkaline Trio does nothing but bangers, so... Yeah, it, right. the whole album. And that song is just great on there, though. It flows, it just starts out great, it flows the whole song, and then it, like... Stops. Damn, they nailed it. It's like, <laughs> how you do it? It just flows so well to number two. <laughs> well, that's what I thought we were doing. I thought the list was albums Smooth that kind of just the songs flowed yeah, really no, well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just drop out of you. Onto I think the it's floor. like so. I think of it like this. So, like, there's the first time you heard the album, right? Like, I mean, again, most all my picks are ones that I listened to before I was like, you know, shuffling iPods and listening to Spotify. It's like you buy the CD, you go home, or you put it in your car. And boom, track one comes on, like sets a tone for the whole album. Like for a lot of people, it can be make or break. So you put that first track on. If the first track sucks, you might not even listen to more than that. You might just go to like the single if you heard it or something. Like, but if the first track is not the single and it's awesome, like it might gain and pique your interest a lot more than if the first track was a total dud. You can find a favorite Enough band. to keep you around for a little bit longer just to get you. Yeah, you can find a favorite band by one track. That first track catches you, all of a sudden you want the whole discography. Like, yeah. That's happened to me quite a bit just from hearing one song. And I, I think so many bands do that wrong. You know, like I think so. Good example. Like, it's not a bad album, but I think Acceptance's first album, uh, it's called like, um, I can't. Oh, uh, the EP with Permanent. and uh, No, it's not an EP. It's a, I think it's a full length. It's a full album. It's, uh, I have it on my iPod. It's really good. I'm trying to remember. But the first track doesn't really take, take me anywhere. But like, if they put Permanent as the first track, I think I would have listened to the whole album more. But instead, I was like, right I heard it when I was in like coconuts or something, and I was like, "Oh, this track is good." And they're like, "Hey, it's this album 
by acceptance. So I bought it and I listened to the whole thing. I'm like, eh, you know, and then I get to the end. I'm like, oh, here's a song I like, you know? So anyway, we're on the right track here. And that's All why right, we're Bill going to the number four picks. Starting with Bill. All right. So my number four pick, uh, I'm going to go 1993. Whoa. Is it pop punk? I mean, they were popular and they were a punk band. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm going to go with Nihilism from Rancid. Ooh. Nice. Um, oh, such a kick ass video to, uh, to that. It's something that got me into uh, punk rock. It's ni- late 93, 94 ish, I should say. Um, but it's it's got a uh, it's got Matt Freeman driving a big old Cadillac. You got a uh, Tim Armstrong and uh, Lars Fredrickson with their mohawks up, and uh, you know just being Lots of spice. absolutely just being Lots of vests. exactly just being badass. And uh, <laughs> well, that's some eye candy, <laughs> right? Exactly. I'm like, oh, man, like, what is going on here? Like, um, talking about songs that like got you into a genre like nihilism like just that that feedback to start uh from the guitar and um the 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 group vocals and uh just straight up punk rock and the the energy of it uh also in a buzz bin so of course i was buzzing about it and uh Once again, and and another thing, setting the tone for an album, like this one was straightforward, high octane, and that whole album doesn't really even even breathe. It's just punch, punch, punch. Um, And uh, I mean, I guess radio has got a little little bit of a square tune to it, but uh, but still, it it flows well together and. you know what you're getting when you hear, when you hear that track, like you're going to get it like a, just a straight up good old punk rock album. Totally. It's a jam. It's a good one. Definitely a jam. I don't want to say anything else about it because, or that band, because I don't want anyone else to have picked another track from them, but absolutely, they, they tend to lead off pretty, pretty well on their albums. For sure. All right. Uh, well, for me, number four, um, this was also a fairly early introduction to pop punk for me. Um, I think I think I snuck into my sister's room and, bar- and borrowed the CD. Um, and it was so different, I think, from anything I had really heard. Um, had like really whiny vocals, but sort of like cool driving guitar licks, and it was poppy, and it it was goofy and it was silly, but it sort of defined pop punk in a way at that time. Um, and it it's probably one of the few tracks that there's a really good trade off of both singers, and that is uh, 1997's Dude Ranch. And the lead track is pathetic. And awesome pick. 
there's a great uh, trade-off of vocals um, in the verses, and it's it's the fastest song on the record, if I do remember correctly. Most of the songs on the record are pretty mid-tempo, but no, no, I guess there's more. I, Josie's fast. Um, yeah, there's other fast tracks, but it's um, it apple shampoo. We're all pretty quick. That's pretty. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess fast. Yeah. Um, but I think them trying to break into the mainstream, it I think it was a very daring choice for them to start out with a fast song on the record. Because um, I think everybody had heard probably Damn It at that point, and that was sort of like the the track that was just so mid-tempo and so friendly for the average person to listen to. So for, that, for them to start out with a really fast song that was um, just a little more aggressive and um, not necessarily as hooky, I thought was a, a really brave choice. But again, I think it it opened up the album really well. And I remember hearing it for the first time, being like, "Wow, this is so fast!" Like I I hadn't really heard bands that played that fast. You know, like the other sort of pop punk I was introduced to was like Green Day, and so like that's very mid tempo. I don't think that they have many fast songs at all that are that like you know like two hundred beats per minute kind of thing. So. Um. Yeah, great, great album. Very cool track to start it. That's my number four. Great Finn. pick. Uh, for my number four, I'm gonna go with. Can't remember. It's like what 2002. That starting lines. Uh, say it like you mean it. I'm gonna go up and go. Yes. Wicked good thing. Anthem for a few summers. Oh, man. for sure. That is that was on that made it to my list, but not my top five. I made a list of ten, so I had some backups. But um, that's kind of what I did too, dude. What I love about that record is that. So at the time, I had this like pretty insane boombox. I had these two tall fifteen subwoofers. I had bookshelf speakers. I had this like big. RCA, you know, like receiver, and I was just cranking my tracks. Bought that record, put it in, and the first doo doo rattled my entire <laughs> fucking room. I had to, it was the first time I've ever had to turn the bass down on a track before listening to it in that mm-hmm. setup. And there was a couple of drops, right? What was the other track? Arturo is still one of the greatest fucking producers he did dude ranch as well um he will probably be the producer on many of the albums we're going to talk about tonight but that album fucking um, a handful of people and that was a great opening track totally agree yes one of the best albums just in general but yeah what a way to start the album that's up there for me too better than on there yeah because their their ep was so perfect that it's like they can only go down, you know, but I think they really maintained, especially by keeping a couple tracks from the EP on their full length. That is uh, girl story. Like actually and, uh, leaving. We're doing a little bit. Sadness girls. That's always still so weird that it's just like, they changed down the key, or yeah, like, like a half the, step down yeah. or something, but not even. Yeah. So, because you like learn it on guitar, and then all of a sudden it, it's different. And you're <laughs> you like, can't. You just have to tune to the song. <laughs> you're like, I don't yeah. even know what the or fuck play this song anymore. Bend everything. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix the shit out of that track. 
car when you're playing power chords, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think 2002. It might have been a little bit earlier. Uh, 2002. But the hopes of starting over was like 99, right? Was that what it was? No, I think that was like 2001. It came out not too long after. Yeah, 2002, say it like you mean it. Boom. Excellent choice. Andy? All right. I'm going to have to go with Hot Water Music, um, the album Caution. I mean, Remedy is the first freaking track on there, and that just pumps you up. Whenever you hear that, you're just like, oh my god, you just can't get enough of it. Like, that literally, that that song's next, and then it goes into Trusty Chords, I Was on a Mountain. I mean, that entire album is just freaking rock. Like, it just, it is just punk at the best. Like, starts out and you're just like you hear that album come on and you're just you're fucking ready for anything you could like i mean i don't care if you're in like where if you're driving down the street and the speed limit is 25 that album comes on the fucking pedal goes down <laughs> and you just are up the air it reminds me very much way back in the day on a, a freaking hot wheels game they had on playstation i remember they had metallica and they just had fuel on there <laughs> we're just driving around yeah. in a little hot wheels car listening to the fuel Yep. Which that album by Metallica is a good one too. Definitely. I feel like people hated it a lot. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that that great band, great album, very good sounding records, and um very aggressive. Like it was in it was very interesting because they did such a good job of playing like a melodic aggressive style of music. They did, and it was like it was. I mean, I mean, hot water music is just great in general. Like, I mean, you can make a whole list on hot water music, but that album. I mean, something about just like that song "Remedy." Like, it kicks on and it does. It sets the tone for the whole album, which is just ready to go. It's like boom. Like, it starts out, and it's you're like, holy shit! Like that that whole album from start to finish is perfect. Boom. That was that was a that was a pretty good round there. I don't know how number three is going to top any of that, but why don't we give it a whirl anyway? Absolutely. Uh, for my number three pick, I'm going to go with the albums uh, "Sirens" and uh, "Condolences" from Bayside, and Ooh. Uh, "Masterpiece" is the song from there. And that song is apropos because it's an absolute masterpiece. That song, it, it, no matter when I hear it, like it just, it just like it hits the heartstrings. And uh, um, uh, what a killer way to to set off a killer album! I believe that that's their debut album. I'm not positive on that. Um, We'll have to check our fact sure. checker. Yeah, yeah I, I believe that that's their their debut album. And uh, to start off your debut album uh, with such a banger, um, it in just uh, once again it sets the tone to that whole entire album. And uh, hearing the guitar for the first time and being like. You know, there's something different in this band and, yeah, uh, and the great, vocals and everything. Great technical yeah. rock band. 
Absolutely. They don't just they don't just get by on power chords. Like they've they've got some ability to riff a little bit and um tremendous live band. Absolutely. But just great uh, songwriters. Might not be the last time you hear of this band in this draft. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, I like it. Great choice. All right, so for me, number three, this really could have landed on my Mood Busters from last week um, because it's an album that um, I was not aware of the band. And I remember um, getting together with, um, I think it was JoJo and Mike, and they wanted to do a similar band to the style. And so they're like, borrow this album. And we want to write songs like this. And they wanted me to play drums. And so bar the album, I didn't know what to expect. You know, they they had done so many different styles of bands together that I was <laughs> like, all right, w- what are we doing here? I pop this track in, pop this record in, and track one started out. It it had a little bit of a buildup, and then it got into this great kind of riffy thing. And the vocals came in, stayed high energy. And then the album just took a very strange turn. It goes from like, you want to dance to it to it'll break your fucking heart. And I think it's such a good, it takes you on this emotional roller coaster through the whole, the whole record. And it introduced me to like sort of a new genre, a new style that I hadn't really been into before. Um, and that is 1999, Something to Write Home About by the Get Up Kids. And the nice. opening track was the holiday. Um, yeah, just tr- tremendous song, great lyricists. Um, again, two singers, so they had a little bit of variety between the songs. And holiday was just such a great track to set the entire tone for that record because, again, it's higher energy, but it's you know it's got its own sappy elements to it, so it kind of builds up for the entire record. That's a good one. And I got to see them uh, the next year um, at the Palladium with Alkaline Trio. They're both touring. Uh, Get Up Kids were touring on something you're at home about, and Alkaline Trio was touring on From Here to Infirmary. Nice. That was a good year. Great year. Great show. Bought my tickets from Strawberries. Nice. (laughs) Daryl? Daryl's back? Yes, from Daryl Strawberries. Man, that that tour, <laughs> that show, that that's got to be something we talk about later. It was like a, a winter show shows. too. Uh, it was like probably late November, early December, and so it was just a perfect time to go see that. It was snow on the ground, it was cold. All the hipsters had their beanies on. It just was like, <laughs> you know, you got to see all the fall sweaters. It was just really such a perfect. Uh, perfect event and experience we we took a big van up there and drove with a bunch of people and it was a, it was a great time jared give us your number three my number three is the pharmacist uh off a of sorry about tomorrow by hot rod circuit yes. 
Thoughts and back to the other round. Back to the other one from the first track. That whole album's solid straight through. 100%. Like we talked about before, that was like the record that all made sense together. It flowed so well as an album. Yeah. And I mean, everything going back still. The old freaking harmonies, everything is still. Even from the newer stuff that they did. I don't know. Great, great song, right? It's never quite the same. And yeah, the fact that it starts out with like kind of softer guitar and vocals and then fucking kicks you in the taint. Like it. The last track yeah. on that one, too. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Ends with that, that they same blew up concept. the moon. It's just that Lower, last like, softer. five seconds. Yeah. yeah. In and out with I the bang. I love that album. I'm glad we got to see them, what, two years ago now? Got to see. Yeah, it was a couple years ago. I've, I, that's one of the few bands I've seen probably like six or seven times somehow, like any random chance. Yeah. Twice after they broke up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Who'd they play with again? We saw them in Boston, but I can't remember who they played with. <laughs> it was some, like a countryish guy, right? It's the one early well, on. No, it was and then, uh, uh, their, their um, bass player, I think, had his own band. In the beginning, and then they, but they toured with an. I can't, I can't think of who the second band that played was. Anyway, it's not important for this podcast, but. What's the one in Holyoke? Is no. Up the Art Center? No, that was Saves the Day. We went with Liam. We saw them. Um... Oh, okay. That bar. Okay, Boston, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Great band. I think I saw them downstairs at the Middle East like probably 10 years ago now at this point. Very too. cool. How'd you do that, Jared? You don't even have a passport. hey Oh! I know. Bing. All right, speaking <laughs> of, let's go to uh, don'tcare.com Andy Mans. <laughs> so my next one is uh, Nirvana. Nice! Nirvana got me into... I remember when I first heard the album when it first came out and uh, it got me into grunge and it, it led me into Metallica too because I was like, what? What's this? What's this band? And then you kind of go down that rabbit hole of Nirvana and you're like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's it's something about the way Kurt Cobain would sing where it's like, it's kind of soothing, but not at the same time. You're just like, yeah, like you're listening to him and then you're just like, like, what the fuck? This It's like, he's just I don't know. I, 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 uh, they just have a special place in my place, in my heart. I'm sure there's a ton of people out there like that with Nirvana, but they were just such a quality band. Like it was, it just got, I mean, I was, I was young and it just got me into grunge and rock. And it like, it started me down the musical path that I went. Absolutely. I mean, Kurt Cobain, uh, a lot of his influences were from punk bands. I mean, and you can't get more pop than uh, Nirvana, right? I don't It's more punk yeah. rock than uh, changing the whole music industry. Like It yeah, was like exactly. what, hair metal bands uh, the whole time before that hit. And uh, Yeah, it was. And yeah. he was just like, boom, they came out with their sound. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Jesus Christ, like, this is something different. And it was good, too. Absolutely. And got a lot of people into it. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was definitely 
what brought me into that sound of music. I mean, a little bit later, like a couple of years later, um, is, you know, like when the, the big three, but, um, that really got me into that scene, but yeah, definitely. That was, that was definitely the gateway was, uh, Nirvana. I remember, uh, hearing nevermind. Um, I think, I remember where I heard a, a friend or something like their older brother had never mind. And I remember um, I, I just had heard Nirvana, I heard the name. I didn't know anything about them. I wanted to hear the music. And so he pops a CD in and then it's, it's kind of later at night. So he hands me headphones, these big kind of like bucket style headphones, put it on, kicks in, it smells like teen spirit. And I remember thinking like, this is the heaviest thing I've ever heard. What is this? My head hurts this is insane <laughs> um i know that they weren't necessarily the biggest fans of how like sort of polished um that record came out butch vig really kind of like was a great producer engineer and um really kind of honed their sound in in a way that i think really commercialized them and you know you can take it for what it is you can agree with it or disagree with it but the fucking sound of that album was amazing. Um, that was just, it was it heavy, was, loud. It, the drum sound, um, recording at Sound City, um, that was such a good drum room. And that album was just so good. That sets the tone so good. It really did. That, that whole album was just, from start to finish, amazing. There was a bunch of hits on that one. All right, Bill, we're back to you for number two. Right on. Okay, gentlemen. Uh, I have to bring it to the uh, the council here. Can you put a band in twice in yeah. your great lead-ins? Hey, there's a lot of... Is it a different song on a different, different album? Different song, different album, different flavor. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going back to back Bayside Whoa. from the acoustic album Winter. Uh, I'm unfamiliar. So this song was about they, they wrote it after their, their drummer had passed in a, a car accident and uh, oh man um you know, usually I, I like my happy pop punk songs. I, I like, you know, my political punk rock songs. This one hit different. This one, uh, this this song it makes you almost want to tear up, and like it, it it, it makes you think about a, a lot of things, and, and and the way that they're working through a situation and working through losing such a good friend um it, it, it really does help and uh, i think it's it must have been very therapeutic and it's very therapeutic to listen to um so it always hits me uh like right in the heart and also as we were talking sets the tone like um just like we were talking about how technically sound um bayside was on um 
masterpiece and um how their first two albums everything just meshed really well technical sound to hear a change into uh the acoustic record um and just the, the kind of the change of the band because of such a big change like in their lives um it, it just it, it changes the whole tone of the band and uh one of my favorite songs of all time like i, I will just sit in uh you know just it, it it really makes you kind of like look inside and uh i absolutely love this song and love the album and it's so much different than than what they did and they've, they've done more acoustic albums since but this one just it's different and it's incredible it's been a minute since i heard that album but you've convinced me to go back to i don't think i've heard it yeah, definitely do yourself a favor. Check yeah, out. check out the, at least check out that song, and uh, it it's it's different, and I, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Cool, love it. Shoot it over to Eric. You don't know what that means. All right, so here's the thing. I'm calling an audible on the line right now. Oh, right on. Something came to mind to me that I had forgotten about when making this list. And I will say that while the track I was going to pick for this is definitely up in my favorites, we talked about it on our last podcast. So I feel like I want to give attention to a different song. My original pick for number two was going to be Came Out Swinging. Yes. And again, I it's it's there but we talked about it in our last podcast and so i think that i wanted to pivot and the song popped up and the reason i'm picking it is that it sounded very different from anything that i had really listened to previous to that and it was a it was around the time that all these other bands were coming out that sounded very similar to each other and so you hear a name and you're like i know what they sound like you know is that just me you hear a name of a band you're like i know they're gonna suck you know someone's like have you heard of the devil wears Prada and you're just like, I know I'm not going to like that. You know? <laughs> Call me judgmental, but it's just, that's just how I am. Uh, no, for band, sure. This band was one that someone's like, Oh, you should listen to blank. And I was like, I'm okay with that. And they said, no, no, no. But they were discovered by um, one of the dudes in taking back Sunday. And I was like, okay, I'm still all set. But I decided to open my mind and I bought the album Pollyanna and I listened to the first track on that uh, for members only. And I will say that North Star became quickly one of my favorite bands. And um, the track starts out with these kind of like wispy sounding guitars with some delay and you kind of don't know where it's going to go. And then a little bit of feedback comes in. And then the guitar riff, and then boom, this bumpy, pounding, great sounding record. Um, again, it was the second record I heard that I had to turn the bass down in my uh, bedroom because it was a little <laughs> <laughs> But the whole album is really great. Um, really stands out as lyrically one of the better albums. 
um, I think written, um, just had really great lyrics and um, watching sort of the making of the album after or talking about making the album with uh, Matt Squire. Um, they talked about how like the first album that they had done. Um, is this thing loaded? Yeah, that was the first album. Is this thing loaded? Yeah. Like great songwriting, great lyric writing, but the album, like they didn't do a great job at recording it. Um, I don't think it was recorded to a click track, timing issues, um, didn't really like allow the song to shine. It was like a lot of like guitar parts, you know, and it didn't really let the album shine and the song shine through. So this album, sort of them really trying to polish it up a little bit and focus on the songs themselves and let that shine through, I think showed that this band really knew how to write a good song. And it's got elements of a little bit of pop punk, a little on the emo indie side, whatever you want to call it. But um, just, just a great album front to back. And that song, I think, uh, let it off in such a great way. We all listen to it. Andy, we bought yeah, that in the Buick sure. all the time. Thanks for uh, stealing my number two. <laughs> That's my first year at BCC. I'll take I'll take uh, gonna... things proctologists say for 200. <laughs> no, would that be the opposite way? I'll take things you say to the proctologist for 200, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> all right, Jared. Let's see. Let's, uh, which one are you going to steal from me this time? Wix stole North Star. You took Septon's. I don't think I'm going to get this one from you. I think this might be just a, a, a strictly me. All right, one, I, let we'll me just guess, out. Jared, before you say it. Is it from the album Dance Sense Revolution fourth mix? And is it Bumblebee? <laughs> it is. No, it is Captain yeah. Jack. Ayo. It is Captain Jack. Uh, I wasn't. Damn it. Dead, dead stop or dead, dead end or something. Who's one of those? That was the one. This is a super fast one. Uh, I'm gonna go above me by Rufio. Nice. Perhaps I suppose that guitar riff in the That's beginning. Like back in the day, right. <laughs> yeah. Is that the track that had yeah. the that yeah. had the um intro from Hook on it? Yep. Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. No, the demo did. The demo did, the actual CD version didn't, and that's what messed me up at first. Yeah, because the intro was dope. Because I just expected it to be there all the time, and it wasn't. So, like, listen, you can use that intro, but it's going to cost you $8,000. <laughs> like, you know what? We're Disney. We got all the laws changed, so you can't use any, any app, but we can use everything you have. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I actually almost put that album on my list. Good. Also, another one of the bands that sounds exactly like they sound on the CD. That that dude just sounds like that. I thought they did stuff to his voice because it's like, oh, he sounds all weird. Like, no, that's, that's just it. Because you're <laughs> so above me. Yep, <laughs> that's it. Like, he nailed it. Yeah. Not, not, not like my favorite pop punk band by any means, but they had some bangers. Just fun energy-wise. Yeah. It was one of those ones when I heard that song, I always got me right? going, too. This is an awesome song. Yeah. Absolutely. And probably my favorite Rufio song. Like, that just... I don't know. That's what made me happy. Like... I don't... There was one or two others, like, that I really enjoyed. I can't remember which one. Was the... 
raining in September. What was the one with the weird, like the bass line? In- intro bass line? Was it still? Oh, man, man that was the one. <laughs> yeah. They were like super talented musicians. Um, yeah. I think fun. to me, that was, yeah, that was what caught my attention is that, like, you know, they were different than like the newfound glories of the time who were like focusing more again on the song where I felt like Rufio was like, Hey, we're just going to solo the whole time and then sing over <laughs> it. Yeah, it's just, and this is going to be our song. Kind of like half little metal riffs. Yeah, the people whole are just going to love it. In there. And I think that's sort of like, uh, and that kind of like lend to the genre of like, um, what do they call it? Uh, easy core. <laughs> Yeah, like, 100%. <laughs> which, I, which I love. But, like uh, four years strong and those bands that just like write these like cool metal riffs over pop punk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everyone got screwed up because of the order. Bill... Oh, Andy and Bill just switched again. That's all. I'm so that was confused, Jared. You're in the top Because we only have one. Well, I have my number two and then we have one left. So for my number two... I am actually going with Metallica's Master of Puppets. Right on. That is just a solid metal album. That's pretty poppy. Yeah. It's that. really, it's just solid. I mean, Master of Puppets, the song in general, is yeah. just phenomenal. Like, and it's like my favorite I pop punk album of all time, Master of Puppets. <laughs> 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 hey. Dude, that album tears. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it does. So I mean, most of their albums, I mean, all their albums tear, really. Like, it's hard to find an album that doesn't, minus Symphony. There's a couple not super great spots, but there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, so they got older. I mean, Load and Reload Even were some still of, like, good. like, the newer stuff when they went back to the more thrashier, like, Ride the Lightning. I know, nobody sold I mean, Bill yeah. before he got that same anger tattoo that that was not going to age well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's, it's very hard out of their collection of albums, though, to find, like, I, I mean, you can find bad ones, but it's, it's few and far yeah, between. Yeah, it's just Garage Inc. and St. Anger, yeah. and then other than that, <laughs> you're good to go. In Symphony, but, I mean, like, even people hated Load and Reload. Those were solid thrashing albums. Like, they, they, oh, I mean, you might not like everything, but there was a couple good yeah. tracks. And the Black album was amazing. Unforgiven. I mean, by the Lightning, I mean, Injustice for All, but Master of Puppets is just a I mean, I think Battery. the problem with their albums was that, like, when their songs were really good, they were drunk. Their recordings were terrible. When their songs started yeah. to like become a little bit more like mainstream metal, their recording got so much better. So, like, I think if you heard like "Injustice for All," like, and it was well recorded, and you could like hear the bass on it, and it actually like sounded like a record, like. That album yeah. was amazing, but like yeah. if it sounded better, I think it would have done a lot more. But like they finally like got their like big name producers and started recording like you know ballads and shit, and they were able to like take the mainstream. But I think like I would have loved to hear like Injustice for All or even Master Puppet sounds much better, but I feel like I'd love to hear that as a polished studio album. I just kind of want to hear like what that does to the sonic like. Because it it that takes you in so many different directions. You got these thuddy, deep, like you know, breaks, and then you've got these like soaring high leads, and so like I feel like sonically, there's so much there, and that like with the right producer and the right engineer, they could have really captured that. 
for sure. But nonetheless, wonderful pick. Yeah, the Sally just <laughs> head banging fucking album. All right, Bill, what's your number one? Oh, Bill, do not say Alien Ant Farm because Andy will. <laughs> Andy will drive Bill. up here just beat the <laughs> shit out of me. Absolutely. Um, I mean, gentlemen, you, you know me. Is this another Bayside pick? And back to back to no. Um, <laughs> this one, uh, I mean, just the way it starts out. What a better way to start an album by declaring, I'm not sad anymore. Oh. My last semester by the Wonder Years uh, from the Upsides. Uh, starting out, uh, this is another, um, I mean, this is a little bit debatable, but for a full length album, it's their first full length. So it's technically their debut album. So, uh, I mean, Close yeah, th- th- this song just, it, it has everything. Uh, it, it, just the way that it, it starts the album. And then, uh, like, All My Friends Are In Bar Bands kind of ends the album and with, like, the same phrase. And uh, whenever you see, like, I didn't. I never saw them actually perform this song live, but like watching like YouTube clips of it, and the the way that the crowd responded to it, oh, and how yeah. I responded to it every time I hear the record. <laughs> Big uh, pop. Absolutely, it's 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 uh, it's a little time bomb, and then boom, just a bunch of pop punk masterpieces right there. Um, <laughs> Once again, uh, songs about their friends, songs about, you know, just shitty stuff, but everything's going to be awesome anyways. Um, it, uh, yeah, yeah, just it's, it's fun pop punk that doesn't have that love element to it. Yes. No, yeah, not absolutely. Really. So like, I think it's like for the less than romantic that just likes good times and good fun. Like it's definitely, like kind definitely. Of there. It's the, uh, my friends over you mentality. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. You, 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 you feel the newfound glory, uh, um, influence in the song, like yeah. incredibly like, yeah, it just, ah, oh, man, just a, just a wonderful trash. Wonderful track. Uh, it slaps, no doubt about it. I'll be in the back of the van. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my All right, number what do you one. Got? Uh, ooh, my number one. Um, I think everyone's familiar with this, and maybe Bill might be out, but I know that everyone else knows the song. Um, album came out in 1996, and it was. One of the f- one of the first few pop punk albums that I really got into. Um, whole record super fast, like it's all fast paced punk rock, um, and good songwriting. Nothing too serious. It's got love songs. It's got um, 
you know, it's got goofy songs and it is just solid, very technically good, like well played, well recorded album. And I don't know how else you, and like you said, Bill, I'm not sad anymore. Starts out, you know, that album so wonderfully. Hear me out on this. Emotion is my middle name. Ooh, yeah. That's what we got from middle 1996's name. Life in General, MXPX, middle name. Yeah. Classic. Um, still to this day, one of my favorite yeah. albums. I can pop it on and listen to the whole thing straight, straight through. And um, I think uh, on the live album, when they got the big reaction to uh, the at the show part, um, I thought it just like uh, it sort of like really defined the song for me. Like hearing it like in your bedroom, then hearing them play it live and how people respond to it and what really catches their attention. I thought was super interesting. So like going back and hearing it again, I was like, yeah, this is so cool. So getting to see them play it live and scream at the show um, was uh, super fun. So um, very, very fond memory of mine. And I hope to see them a million more times. Waiting for their box set to come in the mail. What other albums? So, oh my <laughs> How long do you have to wait? I don't know. As far as I know, I gave somebody $350 and I don't know what I'm getting in return. Well, yeah. Maybe just, I'll get some albums. Maybe I won't. I have no idea. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Here's open. All right, Bye, Jared. Oh. All right. Last but not least, I'm going to go uh, off of Shorter, Faster, Louder. Uh, it's in Poisoned Apples by Kid Dynamite. Very nice. Give me Jared. Nice. Really? Andy? You fucking... I read <laughs> my goddamn list. You come over here and read my list. The, wow. Baloney. No, I'm kidding. That's not the top. That's, it's a great... It's a good uh, album. It's a it, great made, it made my list. Uh, not my top five, but it made yeah, it it's on my list. I actually just bought... The, I bought the record uh, like two days ago. It just came in the mail. Oh, really? it's it's before your box <laughs> yeah well i went on discog and I, 20 years I needed ago. to add some more stuff to get free shipping um for my <laughs> the sick and tired record that i bought for a dollar so i ended up buying a 20 dollars <laughs> but yeah dude that track first time i heard it i didn't know like i was like what is going on here because it starts out like so heavy, heavy, fast, screamy, and then it goes in like the most pop punk out. <laughs> it just decays, and all of a sudden, we're doing this now. Okay, all right, and we're going. I'm just with your brain in like 30 seconds. You're like, what is this? Two bands? Yeah, I love. <laughs> I think that's what I'm finding out that I like stuff like that. I just listened to Tragic Kingdom for the first time in forever. Oh yeah. Have you listened to like the actual Tragic Kingdom song on Tragic yeah. Kingdom? It just gets faster and faster. <laughs> My favorite part of that song of tempo is when he says, "Give an inch, want a fucking foot." Give an inch, want a foot. Give an inch, want a foot. Give an inch, want a foot. Give an inch, want a fucking foot. So good. I can't take it. 
And, They're uh, so good. I, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's like it's the perfect blend of like like minor threat and like I like it's like an <laughs> MXPX. It's like how how do you go from this extreme to the other? But you do it so good, and I still manage to contain. Yeah, those. yeah. I feel like I, I mean, I'll say like I, it, it's you know the hanging chat is that like I think you know Lifetime did a very very similar thing on a lot of their tracks where they very true kind of heavy to like getting a little bit more of a pop punk edge for it, but I think they took it to like an even more extreme where it went like like this sort of dissonant kind of sounding two chord intro yeah. to this like you know we're gonna keep everything to like 45 yeah, seconds yeah. <laughs> whole album is, is very very we've cool. got 45 songs I'm like I'm like are they gonna be able to fit this on two on two sides of a record <laughs> it's gonna be a seven inch <laughs> <laughs> Gotta play on the low low speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. If I didn't screw you over totally, no, I actually for my number one pick, I chose uh, "Bad Religion," the Empire Strikes first. I mean, nice. It, that album is one of my favorite albums of all time. But great, I, I love how it goes into the overture and then it goes right into "Sinister Rouge." Oh my god, such a good fucking song and it rocks out too i feel like that whole album is rocking like the empire strikes first is an amazing song but i mean like you just hear the overture and you're like oh yeah this is gonna freaking start and then boom right into sinister rouge and it's like it's got some good guitar riffs in there too definitely yeah mr brett uh great guitarist and what a great band right oh my god I, Solid. I, you know i i I always underrate them and I always, you know, like that's a great pick. Like a lot of bad religion uh albums just open up so strong that uh I I I, I, I forgot. I, I can't believe it didn't even make one of my lists. Like that that was a really good pick. I gotta kind of re-listen to the discography and it's because bad religion, though. It's like you, you like, because I mean, they've been out for so long, and we heard. I them take so it for long. granted, Andy. I you take do. It for you granted. take it for granted. Like I'm on my iPod, and we were making the list. That song came on, and I was just like rock, and I just switched to that album, and I was like, this album is so freaking good. Like they just are. They're just a solid band that just gets overlooked because they are sure. so. Um. Yeah, I mean, I thought this list was pretty good. There's a lot of stuff that I will want to go back and listen to. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this really one. Good, really good cho- choices. One thing I'm surprised that I thought everybody was going to pick, and it's because they generally have a banger to open up every one of their albums, is nobody picked any Newfound Glory albums. Yeah. But you already said understatement, so I didn't pick understatement because you said that a couple of weeks ago. I know, I ago, thought about so it. I like, figured what that if, was coming. But, but like, I mean that one. That's probably the one I would pick if I was going to. Their go first for it. album, um, "Nothing Gold Can Stay," opens with "Hit or Miss." Oh shit, that's yeah. true. And then I mean, that's a good the one, self-titled. But, I mean, understatement for me was definitely. But even self-titled, "Better Off Dead." Oh fuck yeah! Great track. Oh uh, wait, no. What was the one off a of Catalyst? That was the that one was that's the one like. 
chuggy one? No, it was um the opening track was the one that was like, Don't believe a word. A word they fuck. A word they fuck. Yes! And it went, oh my goodness. All right. Honorable mention. Yeah, let's, we got to go through a couple honorable mentions because I have some that I didn't get to go through that I felt. Well, that was one of them, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mine is not a pop punk band, but greatest start of one of the greatest albums. Um, it, it kind of piggybacking on the uh, nihilism uh, from Rancid. Uh, you like Andrew WK yeah. too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my uh, one of my uh, older brother's uh, best friends. Um, I, I was waxing poetically uh, as a fifth grader about uh, how I know everything about punk rock because I've seen the rancid. He's uh, <laughs> like, "Hey, man, check out this." And he threw in a cassette, and it was "Knowledge" by Operation Ivy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was maybe where you were going, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know that song changed my life, man. That's I just hear that, I'm like, whoa, okay, maybe I don't yeah. know the punk rock yet. Album was Ow. so ahead of its time. It- <laughs> Yo, you ever walk and get kind of, what is it? You ever get busted when walking or something? What is it? What the hell is that intro? Just listen to that. Like uh, you can shirk your responsibilities, try to be different from your peers, but your responsibilities in future. Oh, room without a window. Find you. Is that room without a window? (laughs) Can't be fun. Can't be fun. Room without a window is such a fun. Yeah, room without Hoboken, New Jersey. Like so good. Can't see it. Can't see it. So good. Fun without a llama. I would say that I always, and this you guys are gonna laugh about this. But uh, Power Man 5000, Tonight the Stars Are Gonna Revolt, is just a rocking album. I mean, I, I used to listen to that with Nabil. Like, I mean, come on. Supernova Goes Pop was a good song on there. When Curl... Well, I might have heard a couple of them. And Tonight the Stars Revolt, come on. Rob Zombie's younger brother. Hold on, can I say one thing? Yeah. Andy's the most metal kid I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but metal. <laughs> if we were going to make a metal list, I'd have made a metal list. I didn't realize. Jared stole bad. some of my stuff. I had to <laughs> 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 throw a elk in there. I'm going to go hang out with Andy because he knows all the metal. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do Nirvana and then Jared stole my stuff. Like, all I know Shit. is if we made a metal list, Andy would be like, um, Dashboard Confessionals. Um. <laughs> Where's your freaking Anne Boleyn, Andy? I mean, I have Amberlin, but I mean, I sometimes, I mean, they're good, but I was just like, nah, because I, I did acceptance and I was like, I think there would be, you know, I, I like them on the list. And then I was like, I want to throw in Nirvana because I've been, um, I've had, I've been listening to that again. And then you took acceptance and I was like, well, fuck it. Master of Puppets came on my iPod today. That's fucking rock now. <laughs> Master of Puppets. Jared, did you have an honorable mention that you didn't get to go over? Uh, let me a quick look. I think I kind of went through most of the. I'll just say less than Jake nice. and, and just leave it at that. I was gonna oh, go through and pick something out of that. Did but. Eric scoop you with uh with the North Star pick? But I would have, but 
Uh, I, I knew he didn't have of, it. Not really. I knew it. One of the two. I don't know why, but yeah. I just knew you didn't have it. I mean, it. I would have put on. Yeah. I didn't even put Casano down on that second yeah, one. Yeah, it's true. Bouncing souls, we drink beer and wear Adidas. That's right. <laughs> Actually, uh. Suburban home. No descendants. Yeah, oh, what the up. shit? What was the um, first track on How I Spent My Summer Vacation, Bouncing Souls? Oh. I put that record on just to make us... The private radio? <laughs> uh, anyway, that was a good track, too. But The other two that I had, um, I was surprised no one picked uh, Dookie, Burnout. I, well, I was thinking that. Yeah, I, was I know you picked her punk. I, you know, I, so as long as Green yeah, was, was on there, I was, I was okay with that. I was in actually Kerplunk. I I was thinking I was thinking burnout, and I was also thinking I was going to get kicked off uh, the podcast if I threw an American idiot. But uh, when, when <laughs> uh, Andy was talking uh, um, last week about uh, Alien Ant Farm uh, and him and Nabil. Uh, <laughs> Uh, listening to uh, that in the stanza, uh, Power Men 5000 parties, literally Bobby. for three hours. Uh, when uh, American Idiot came out, and uh, Nabil and I smoked about three packs of cigarettes listening to that album over and over and over again. <laughs> like, whoa, man, wake me up when September ends. <laughs> No, that is a good album by them, though. It's, just- it's a good album, but Dookie's like pretty much what got us into the you know punk oh, yeah. scene. So I listened yeah, to Dookie I mean- the other day, and it's like um, it's a very very simple, no frills album, and I'm surprised that like it got the recognition that it did because it wasn't like a very polished, like overproduced album, but I think what the good the good thing that it did was it showed that good songwriting can be simple if it's got good purpose, you know, good lyrics, and it's got good energy. And I think that that's the good the thing about that album is that while it's simple, it's a lot of three chord songs. It's got a lot of energy to it, and it's really driven by like the songwriting itself. For sure, for sure, and uh, magnetic yeah. personalities in that band, like yeah. They they were just the most charismatic, especially at that time. Everything just hit at the right time there, and uh, before the booze. Before the booze, yeah. I also it was a toss up between which album I was going to pick. I was also going to pick Midtown because mm-hmm. I had that was just rock and roll or um, become what you hate are both like such good opening tracks on their records. Give uh, give it up was the opening track on the other one too. No, I don't no? think. I think that was like track. It, it's in like the middle, like two or three, maybe. Uh-huh. But anyway, definitely, this was my favorite topic that we've covered so far. <laughs> really, not the wrestling one. I would assume the picking the wrestling. The wrestling one was a lot of fun, but this one was like, I mean, like listening to the tracks and being like, oh man. Well, and they, I, and just one one last question before yeah, we yeah. Uh, sign out here. Um, when you guys listen to that uh, track, like uh, when you're making a list and stuff, did you go back and listen to the whole album? Because like there was a couple of them that I was like, 
oh man, I want to hear oh, this yeah. song now. I want to hear this. <laughs> And that's why I listened to Dookie front to back. I didn't have a lot of time to listen to all the records, but yeah, I didn't either. But, but what was I, I drive from appointment to appointment, so I was just rocking out to him in my car. What was funny <laughs> for me is that I, I'm like pulling up listening to freaking Nirvana. I had made um, I had made a playlist of just like, just like songs I like, just like you know, random covered tons of different genres, decades. So anyway, I had a playlist and. As I'm listening to it and like trying to come up with inspiration, like, oh, I like that album. What's the first track on it? A lot of the tracks I had in there were the first track. So I'm like, okay, this is easy list. Yeah. yeah. No, that 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 works out too. Like, like you said, setting the tone. But but again, talking about it again, like I I'm more of an album person. I'll listen to albums more if I can fit them within my cruise. Um, back and forth to work. I don't like to break it up over like two, you know, like eight hours because like by the time I'm done, I'm like, do I want to listen to track 10 through 12? You know, like kind of lost its its guster. So if I'm listening and I can fit the whole album in like a shorter, faster, louder kid, dynamite, <laughs> I can basically yeah. like listen to the whole thing on the way to the freaking grocery store. Then like I will, but listen to two. Yeah. Let's we'll just play it on repeat. Cheap shot. Or cheap anthem. Anthem. Or cheap anthem yeah. yeah, I think um so Andy suggested that what we do is that um we all have to write lyrics to our favorite wrestling theme songs. That's the, the next topic. No, I did not suggest that. Yes. Have fun with that. I I had something about that. We were talking about wrestling, it was like the top moment you remember as a kid that you thought was real yeah like, like the top like real moment that you're like oh my god and I, you're like later on you're so it's like what's the what's like your santa claus moment with wrestling like you know, okay well first of all bill i know that it's hard to believe but owen hart did die no. that really happened no i know you don't want to believe it no He's wearing a blue chicken outfit, but nope. it did happen. Don't listen to Vince. He's up in Alberta right now. <laughs> That's fair. Hanging out with Elvis. Or, well, the, All those Michael the bones of Elvis. Tupac and Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. You want two packs on Michael Jackson? Well, we will, um, we'll have to decide what our next topic will be. We'll just have to surprise you on the next podcast, so... I mean, wouldn't it be a surprise anyway? No, because we usually sometimes at the end of this podcast we would say we're going to do this next week. Yeah, we pump it up. We try to, but we don't have we don't have an idea yet. This is how I think Andy's got an idea. We'll discuss. (laughs) First of all, Andy's got the deepest V neck I've ever seen on. I know. I'm like looking at. I've been looking at it the whole time, and I'm like, ready to throw this shirt off? I think your nipple is going to pop out of the top of it. (laughs) No, it's like I don't know what's going on. I think it's time. You look like a kid in one of those commercials ready for Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> like, that thing is just... <laughs> I look like that guy in the commercial, like, he's going on a date, and, it, like, the date's all dressed up, and he's in, like, a V-neck oh, t-shirt. Tired old T. Like, tired old T. I'm like, who freaks wearing Andy, a that V-neck is, eight? That V-neck is so low, it looks like you're going to pull your dick over it to piss. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep V. That's a little bib instead of having to go out of the top. Andy, I can see your belly button ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Only, <laughs> only I still had that when I was a. 
I Every still remember when Jamil got his nipples pierced. He's like, check it out. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, that is going to I got to send this to him. He's got to hear this. <laughs> he might get a kick out of it. He'll hear it. I mean, if he ever goes to South Korea, I'm sure the North Koreans are blasting it across the border to torture the South Koreans. <laughs> there are one. Oh, sent it to Batani. <laughs> Just shooting it over. Batani's going to call us. He's going to be like, did you guys start a podcast? <laughs> yeah, like, are you teaching me like three send times hell. in one podcast? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, you might want to stop. <laughs> the North Koreans are really. They're sh- they just got loudspeakers at the border, and they're just playing your podcast and grabbing everyone down here. Now. And he's like, "I remember the first time Nabil showed me what music was." He <laughs> <laughs> was have a sheltered existence before Nabil. Okay, one I had stanza. two Roman Catholic parents, very religious, and one goth Where friend. They, one where goth they friend. So a lot of cherries were popped by. Nabil. <laughs> there it is. There we go. Sound clip right there. Sound clip with the body. I didn't even know fishnets were shirts. Yeah, I love dark group. Maybe they're not. We were very eclectic. Yes. It was great. Yep. All right, guys. One of a kind. See All you. right, we're going to sign off. This is an interesting list. It's an interesting list. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is the 413 podcast signing off. Saying thank you and good night. Catch us next week. Talk to you later, Fred. Thank you for listening. Peace. Stay safe. Really, Jared. Really. Stay safe.